need people that love nothing but God and fear nothing but God. My God, I wish I had time to preach. Be seated. Why do y'all always, everybody always have me one night? One night? One night. If Jesus came tonight, and he may, the world be dying and the seas seething under the whiplash of fury to spill their dead in the lap of God. You will stand before him. Mm -hmm. And everything you've ever done recorded. So if you knew that the magnificent magnitude of his perfect person was sweeping out from north to south and east to west tonight, would there be anything you'd want to get rid of at your house? People don't. They don't. What? Grace. Believe a lie and be damned. The grace of God is to keep you from sinning. Jesus ate with sinners. He didn't sin with them. Tweet that. Tweet that. He ate with them. Sat with them. Walked among them. But never participated in their sin. I've never had a divorce. And I'm sorry for everyone who has. But I can keep you out of one. Now there are only two destinations. That's it. Just like two kinds of people. Saved. Damned. That's it. Every deacon, every elder, every choir member, every preacher fits in one of two categories. Saved, damned. That's it. You're not saved because you came to church tonight. You're not saved because you were yesterday or 30 minutes ago. The word saved is a present progressive tense verb. What it means is not that you were saved or that you are saved, but that you are continually being saved. I want to teach. You, you, you. You, 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 you. You can't have, boy, this is on me. You can't have his life and yours. He will not be an appendage. He's not an add-on. He's not a whenever I feel like it. 
90% of church today is nothing but soulish emotionalism. That's all it is. Singing love songs to Jesus. Shut up. Shut up. Love songs to Jesus. He's not your lover. He's your king. He's your sovereign. He's your Lord. He's your master. He's your ruler. He is omnipotent, omniscient, and omnipresent. And beside him there is no other. And he is holy. Other. Separate. Be seated. Two destinations. That's it. The war of Gog of Magog will be waged directly before the rapture of the church. So I know you said, well, we got time. I don't know. You better look at Russia. Rosh in your Bible. Russia is Rosh. And Gog of Magog is the principality that rules over a specific geographic region of the earth. And he is against God. What is happening in Ukraine tonight was prophesied in your Bible. What happened when we took tail and abandoned our own people in Afghanistan began the domino effect of Bible prophecy that could in the next few days days begin the war of all wars I came tonight to sound an alarm I can't stand here and do my own thing watch this watch this watch this I'm not giving you something warmed over I put this together after I preached at Bishop Quinn Brown's because I ain't here to impress nobody where is it where is it? I want, can we, can we, give me, give me what the illustrious demon-possessed Vladimir Putin said today. That's what I want. Here it is. You ready? Vladimir Putin, who has invaded a sovereign democratic nation. unprovoked by anything other than his demonic drive to restore the Russian Empire because it must be restored. No, I'm, I'm going to talk to you. You can leave if you want, but I, I'm going to get a little of this out. Today, Vladimir Putin said, in a dramatic escalation of east-west tensions over Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Now remember, I have 2,001 churches there. 2,001 pastors there. Russia's invasion of Ukraine. President Vladimir Putin riding around on a horse with his shirt off like preachers. He's ordered... Listen, ordered 
This has never happened in the history of our world. Not during World War I, not during World War II, not during the Korean, inf- the Korean conflict, not during the Vietnam conflict, not during the 20 years of Americans spilling their blood in Afghanistan for us to tuck tail and run and leave our people there who are now under the rule and the thumb of the Taliban. Wake up! Preachers used to preach like this. But nobody's got guts enough when the front page of your news feed is reading like the last pages of your Bible. Look at this, Archie. Look what he said. Vladimir Putin ordered Russian nuclear deterrent forces put on high alert. Let me tell you what that means. There's a red button somewhere, and the lid is lifted. The lid is lifted. Vladimir Putin right now is backed into a corner like a caged rat, and he sees no way out. He he knows that his army cannot sustain Normal battlefield tactics. They're outnumbering the Ukrainians 1,000 to 1. And the world doesn't care. What do we send them, Ashton? $300 million or some stupid thing. Not enough to get one airplane. And they've got 1,000 Russian jets flying over the capital of Ukraine. And Christians just go right on. Is he going to lay hands on us? Well, give me lay hands on you tonight. You end up in hell tomorrow. He said, he has called. We've done nothing. Nothing. All people know to do is complain at the gas pump. Do you know why you're paying $4 a gallon for gasoline? Do you have any idea? A year and a half ago, this nation was 100% energy independent. But we elected a bunch of cuckoo birds that shut down our oil that could feed the world. It could feed NATO tonight, the North American, the the North Atlantic Treaty Organization that right now are shaking in their boots because they're neighboring Russia and that rat is backed into a corner and he said, I opened the lid on our nuclear armaments and you better leave us alone. One touch of that button and the world's response and we're in heaven. Well, you're trying to... Frighten us. Yeah, I hope you'll go home and talk to your teenager tonight. I hope you go talk to your neighbor tomorrow. 
God prophesied every bit of this. The battle of Gog of Magog will be the unification, listen to me, of Russia, Iran. You know that tonight we are paying for Iranian oil? We're buying Russian oil tonight to help finance the slaughter of Ukrainians. We allowed Vladimir Putin to open the floodgates and become the life flow of oil to all of Europe. They come too hard against Putin. All he's got to do is turn off the valve. And Germany is out of business. Slovakia, out of business. France, out of business. England, out of business. We're getting 30% of the gasoline you pump into your car today from Russia. Hello? America has become the greatest debtor nation on earth. What's your Bible say about that? I'll tell you. The borrower is servant to the lender. We're right now at Russia's mercy for our own oil and Iran and the OPEC Middle Eastern nations. That's where we are. While we sing, I am the seed of Abraham and his blessing falls on me. Somebody's got to sound an alarm. Did you hear me? The world sees that America's divided. And they love it. They laugh. They laugh when we allow people to make us turn against each other because of the pigment in our skin. They laugh at us. We're divided racially. We're divided economically. We're divided spiritually. We're divided in our families. They laugh around the world at the destruction, the absolute, you want to talk about systematic, talk about the systematic destruction of the nuclear family in America. There's the problem. We pay young girls to have children out of wedlock and we increase their check by the number they have. We pay people for the fathers not to be in the homes. Don't look at me funny. That school I told you about is 98.5% African American. My school. Don't be talking to me like you know something. Those boys and girls that I talked about winning all those championships, 80% of them are in homes of a mother, a single mother, or a relative, an aunt, a grandmother. There are no dads at our games. I raise up women's clinics. I've saved 13,000 babies in the last decade. 13,000 across the street from Planned Parenthood. And it ain't in the white neighborhood. 
there is a systematic annihilation of the black race afoot in America. Wake up. Planned Parenthood is not in my neighborhood. My neighborhood's 50-50, but they're not there. They're in the poorest neighborhoods in America. And the 80% of the babies they abort are black. And the government pays them to do it. They don't support my clinic saving 13,000 babies. They don't send me a check, but he does. And every pastor in America, I'm telling you right now, City Harvest Network, if you're gonna be a part of the network, you're gonna have a clinic and you're gonna save babies and you're gonna do more than preach against abortion. And I'm gonna put a school in your church. I'm gonna put a school in your church. Do you understand me? God gave me a vision, Harvest Preparatory School Network across America, thousands of Christian schools band together with the finest education and look, stop sending your children six hours a day, nine months a year to be trained in Egypt and then give us 40 minutes on Sunday morning to try to turn them around. I know I should quit, right? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Two kinds of people. The number two. The number two represents a strategic inflection point. That means a point where a decision has to be made because you can't go on like you are because the road doesn't go that way anymore. It turns left or right. Andy Grove, the founder of the great Intel Corporation, taught me that. A strategic inflection point. I preach to bring you there to the point where a decision must be made because you can no longer go on as you are. Something has to change. You're going to go one way or the other. You say, well, will, 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 will God do it for you? No. He already did it. Saved law. Righteous unright. Holy unholy. You are not an amalgamation. Lion preacher. All his or none his. Yeah, but he understands. God, what, what kind of God have we preached to bring people to conclusions like that? Tweet this. It's from your Bible. God is angry with the wicked all day, every day. I don't hear that as a text much. Why? 
Because they want to keep the crowd coming. I'm not looking for a crowd. I live under a cloud. I'd rather have the cloud than the crowd. I've had both. And I can tell you right now, if the crowd comes, hallelujah. But if that cloud's not there, <laughs> what do we do? Come on now. Heaven, heaven, I'm closing. I've been known to close for hours. I'd keep you here all night if I thought he'd keep you out of hell. All night. You say, I'd leave. I'd follow you. I'd get in my car. I'd jump on the hood. I'm passionate about people making it to heaven. I don't want to stand there. Having flown my own airplane, been blessed beyond measure, and people's blood dripping through my hands. I won't do it. I won't do it. If even one, if even one, the most notorious gangster in the English infamy, and that's a lot, was a man ironically named Mr. Peace. Think of that. He murdered women, children, raped, pillaged, and they finally caught him. They put him in prison. They read his sentence, death by hanging. They went that day to lead him from his cell to the gallows. Between the men with the guns and the other men with the guns, Mr. Peace shackled hand and foot. Directly in front of him, a preacher with a Bible reading scriptures. He inadvertently read a scripture that said the word hell. And Mr. Peace ran up behind him and grabbed him and spun him around like a top and said, preacher, do you believe that? He said, what? Do you believe in a place of the doomed and damned? Do you believe in a place of the eternal incarceration of human persons? Do you believe in a place where men gnaw their tongue for pain? He was raised in a preacher's home. Do you believe in a place like that? And the preacher trembling said, well, I suppose I do. And Mr. Peace threw him to the ground and stood over him and said, that's pathetic, sickening. What's happening in the church? He said, if I believed in a place like that, I would upon my hands and knees crawl from Hull to Liverpool if perchance I could save one 
person one moment in a place like that. So I ask you again, what are we doing? We have conferences week long. One of the biggest ones in the world. Preacher's name, you'd all fall out of your chairs if I said it. I preached for them. There were 25,000 people there. And I gave an altar call. I was the last speaker of a week of three meetings a day. All the big names were there. And he thanked me afterwards. Kind of sheepishly. He thanked me. Over 2,000 people came to the altar. He said, that's the first altar call given this week. What are we doing? I'm sure they all got their mailing list filled up. What are we doing? I'm telling you right now. Russia, the Islamic states, led by Iran, Syria, Vladimir Putin's Russia, and China. Don't look at your shoes now. That's where they came from. Don't look at your furniture. That's where it came from. Don't look at your household appliances. That's where they came from. Americans were losing their mind because the supply chain got stopped because China was closed. America owes its soul to China. And at some point, she'll demand payment. Vladimir Putin is not going to stop in the Ukraine. Please put it on the tape. He has one intention, just like the others, that will participate in the battle of Gog and Magog. The total destruction and annihilation of a little shimmering diamond on a velvet couch, the exact geographic center of the whole earth, it's called Jerusalem. That's what they want. And that bear will not be satisfied until it tastes its blood. It's all begun. The dominoes are falling. I wouldn't be taking this time. Jesus is coming. You say you're trying to frighten me. I would to God I could frighten you. You pay good money to go to a movie and have somebody do it for you. Yeah. Are you ready? Are you ready? Do you know that 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 if a little capillary in your brain should burst in the next 30 seconds, you'd open your eyes in heaven. Today, I preach for Bishop Brown, my son. Had me pray with him after the service. Because a beautiful, where's Toledo from? Ashton, Brazil. Beautiful Brazilian pastor in this city. 1,500, 2,000 members, all of them from Brazil. Beautiful, beautiful thing. Was on an airplane 
on the way home Saturday night to preach Sunday morning in this city. He looked at his wife and he said, I'm not feeling so well. And he went into the bathroom on the airplane. Never came out. Tomorrow's promise to no one. Today, today, right now, this is the time of salvation. And I just have a real strong feeling the way the Holy Spirit has directed me tonight that a whole lot of folks want God to take the eraser of the blood of Jesus Christ and just get everything cleared up tonight. And you got somebody on your heart that needs Jesus. Eternity's a long, long time. This life is a vapor seen then gone, a blink of the eye. Are you ready? You said, well, Pastor, you, you're making me feel condemnation. No, you just don't know the difference in condemnation and conviction. Conviction is to your body, to your spirit, what pain is to your body. Pain is not your enemy. It's an indicator that one exists. Conviction is an indication that something needs to be made right. And do you know the number one reason that people don't get right? Pride. Pride. What will someone think of me? I can tell you this. I'm a horseman. And if I had to throw a saddle over this altar and ride it all the way to heaven, I'd slap its lather sides on the way. Where did we become ashamed? To confess our faults, to confess our need, to confess our burden, to confess our hurt, to confess our emptiness. There's hate in your life. He can fix it. There's pain. He can heal it. Whatever he did to you when you were eight years old, God can fix it. You don't have to adopt some wicked lifestyle. God can touch and in a moment make you a new creature that you and the devil, neither one will ever recognize. Brand new. I'm not asking you to make a decision. You make a decision at Wendy's or McDonald's. I'm not asking you to make a confession. That's what you do at that squawk box when you tell them what you want. But you're still hungry. I said, you're still hungry. I'm asking you to come on up to the window. Heavenly manna is being served tonight. Living water from which you will never thirst again. All to Jesus. I surrender all to him. I freely give. I will ever love and trust in his presence. I'll daily live. Somebody's going to hell and I'm going to stop you. Somebody's made the wrong choice and I'm going to get in your way. I'll scream right in your face. I'll do anything I can do for the bondage to break off of your life and true freedom. You see, here's the thing. This is all coming to pass. And I got the steadiest hand in the whole house. Because it will not come nigh me.
I'm coming out here on the first load. And I've asked God to give me a little bit of hang time. Just get me up about 30 feet. There are a lot of folk I want to wave by to. And say, I told you so. Are you ready? Softly and tenderly, Jesus is calling. Calling for you and for me. He wants you to come on home. Come on home. You got to come to yourself before you can come to God. Like that prodigal. You got to say something like, what am I doing here? This is not for me. I've been deceived. But tonight, scales are dropping off my eyes. Tonight, watch this. I can choose. You see, God so values your freedom that he gives you the opportunity to choose. He's not going to make you go to heaven. You're not a Christian because you were born one like a Muslim. He loves you so much. He hangs on that cross and on the victory side of an empty tomb and says, come on home. Come on home. And he's going to run toward you. Put a robe on your back. Call you his own. A lot of you have known what that was like. But you're not in fellowship. It's been a long, long time. How long since you sat in his presence with tears dripping off your cheeks onto your chest? He wants that for you. He wants to overwhelm you with his presence. Every head bowed, every eye closed, no one looking around. No one, no one, no one, no one. No one moving. No one moving. 30 seconds for you to get it all right. And pillow your head tonight with the full assurance that you're as sure for heaven as if you were already there. No one wants to go to hell. Hell was not made for you was created for Satan and his angels. And if you go there, you'll be an intruder on them for all eternity. But God never intended that for you. He gave his only begotten son that if you'd believe upon him, you wouldn't perish, but have everlasting life. The wheels of time are unlocked. They are carrying us at an unbelievable speed toward the judgment seat of the living Christ. You can stand there and hear those words. Enter in, good and faithful servant. You say, well, do you believe I can lose my salvation? If I didn't, I wouldn't be here. Your Bible says these are they whose name was not blotted out of the Lamb's book of life. That means if some were, weren't, if there are those that were not, there are those that were For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. This is it. I know it's been unusual. I understand it's a revival night. But how in the world can we expect the world to get right till the church does? 
Oh, he wants to fall on you tonight. He wants to wash you and cleanse you and strengthen you to infuse and envelop you with his holy presence. Let him do it. Let him do it. Be brave enough and bold enough when I say three to shoot that hand up in the air. And when you do, we're going to pray and he'll do exactly what we ask him to do. Are you ready? Don't think about anything but him. Don't think about anyone but him. This is it. I'm counting one, 20 seconds, two, 10 seconds. Hands are already moving. What about you? Don't be left out. This is it. One, two, three. Shoot that hand up in the air and leave it up just as quickly. When I say three, stand up. One, two, three. Stand up, every one of you, bravely and boldly. Now this time when I say three, you grab your belongings and you push your way through everybody and you come right down here and meet me. Come on, one, two, three. Get out in that aisle, come on. Come on, come on, come on. Oh, that's a pitiful applause. Come on, come on. Nobody goes to hell, everybody's going to heaven. Come on, come on, come on, break the chains. You can be free. He's gonna lift your burden. He's gonna loose your chains. He's gonna make you free. Come on, get in the altar. Get in as close as you can. Come on, come on, come on. Tonight you say, Pastor, I'm right with God, but I need a fresh infilling of the power of the Holy Ghost. Come on, come on. I'm gonna pray, come on. I want a fresh touch of the Holy Ghost, come on. I want a witness. I want to tell others my story. I want to bring others to the cross of Christ, but I don't have power to do it. Well, tonight you'll receive it. My goodness, my goodness. There's nowhere in America that I go that is not just like this. We have faulty conversions because we preach a faulty gospel. No one can save you but Jesus. No church, no brother, no bishop, no preacher. No priest. But Jesus loves you so much. I mean, he loves you. Your Bible says, a greater love has no one than that a man would lay down his own life. And we're not talking about a man. We're talking about the Son of God. The Son of God loved you so much that he gave his life for you. And God raised him from the dead. Now, if you mean what we're about to pray, God promised, I'll do exactly what you ask. So get ready, because we're, we're talking about an address change notification. You, you, you getting ready for something you've never had. It's going to become alive in you. Everything's going to look different. The fear is going to go. 
The trepidation is going to go. The anxiety is going to go. Because God himself is about to take a permanent residency on the inside of you. Some of you are already feeling it. Lift both hands and let's pray. You pray after me. Heavenly Father, I come to you tonight. I was born a sinner and I've committed sin. Lord Jesus, only you have never sinned. So only you can forgive me. This preacher can't forgive me. He's a sinner just like me. But Lord Jesus, your blood can give me forgiveness. I ask tonight for that forgiveness. I ask you to wash me, cleanse me, and to make me alive in Jesus' name. I renounce Satan. I renounce Satan. I renounce sin. I renounce this world. I belong to Jesus. I'm a Christian. I've been bought by his blood. And tonight, he raises me from the dead. Tonight, I leave this altar a new creature with no past, only a future. It makes me feel so good to be forgiven. I could almost shout and clap, so I think I will. Come on, give him praise. Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I wanna invite you to tell someone in your life about the podcast. Hope you'll do it today. Head on over to iTunes and leave a review. Share it on your social networks for me. Really helps me get the word out. I'd love for you to connect with me on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. No easier way for me to minister to you every day and throughout the day and for us to join together in faith as God moves in and through your life. You can find links to all my pages at rodparsley.com. God bless you now, and I hope you'll listen again soon.